Hello. Welcome to Salem the Podcast. We are your hosts and favorite Salem tour guides. My name is Sarah Black. And I'm Jeffrey Lilly. Today, we are chatting about the Salem Willows. The, uh, you know, when you ask like, oh, what's like off the beaten path? What's like something that you like, like don't normally go to the Salem Willows? And also something that locals yeah. love. What do locals do? You know, when you ask those questions, you're probably going to get Salem Willows as an answer. Absolutely. But before we proceed, we are going to take care of a little bit of housekeeping stuff. We do have some announcements to make. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. Announcement time. I don't know if they're good announcements or bad announcements. Well, there's like, I got a list of like 15 here, so. That's excessive. <laughs> we do not. Here to scare everyone off. <laughs> I have a list of, it just says announcements. Yeah. I don't have any list. We have hardly anything. <laughs> no, but just a heads up. You are going to start hearing some ads, some advertisements in our podcast. Now, I know that's kind of one of the reasons why people loved Netflix so much is because we didn't have to deal with the cable <laughs> ads anymore. Right? Um, we've been at this for nearly 30 episodes now. Uh, and building that platform, we're going to have uh, ads inserted in the episodes. So this is, of course, to help support us as we put an absurd amount of hours into this project here um, definitely doesn't run itself. So this is to help keep us going and in hopes that we can go on for many seasons to come. And uh, if you are listening and you are interested in advertising with Salem the Podcast, feel free to reach out, send us an email, hello at salemthepodcast.com and uh, just put in the subject line, advertising and your business and uh we'll shoot you off an advertising uh sponsorship package um you don't have to live in salem you can be online based but a lot of our listeners are folks that live here in town or are people that are interested in the city or are making their way to our city so if you are interested please uh please hit us up and uh for those of you who are interested in in listening without ads uh There'll be an opportunity for that as well. Shh. <laughs> Not too many announcements, I, Jeffrey. I, I, I just have one. It's okay. That's it. <laughs> and I know everyone's waiting for updates on merch. I think, don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure that we will have a special official announcement next week. So this is the announcement to announce that we, this is like, you know, when you see the movies and they're like, oh, this is the announcement that one week from now, you're going to be getting a teaser to the trailer, to the movie. Yes. That's, that's where, that's what we're doing. <laughs> that's what we're doing. So, uh, we will have, have that opportunity soon. Stay tuned for that. Yes. And also likely follow us on Instagram to get that information like as soon as it drops and not, uh, on your regularly scheduled podcast. All right. Before we talk about the Salem Willows, I have been holding on to something, hiding something from you for a little bit. Wow, um, Sarah, how am I supposed to trust you? Oh, shut up. <laughs> well, to, to, to be fair, I was hiding it from you first. Yes, you love to hide stuff from me, so calm down. <laughs> All right, so remember how we did a Q&A session and one of the questions was, what's the coolest tip? you've ever gotten yeah, yeah, yeah. as a tour guide. Yes. I remember I said something about a flashlight and you said the the coins. The coins, yes. yes. Which we have gotten multiple since. rounds of. Yes. So of course, people that listen to the podcast definitely have upped their tour tip game and I wanted to share a couple with you. 
So this I'm to, one. I'm trying to peek. She's got her laptop up, and it's it. like it's like hidden down there, and I can't like see it. So a big, big, big shout out to Diana. Uh, this is one of our biggest fans. She came on tour uh, about a month ago, and she's the one that uh, reached out and told us that they don't really talk about the Salem witch trials in school classrooms anymore. She sent us a picture of the book. So yes. she came up to Salem, came on tour, and she said she was walking through town. It was just destiny. She walked past Moody's Gifts. Mm-hmm. And she saw it in the window, and she had to get it. Oh, so okay. I love Moody's. Ready? Oh, it, it, I have the back of it to, to me. It is it is a an embroidered something. I feel like I'm I'm, I'm like a, it says something. There's words I can feel it. Uh-huh. It says <laughs> it just says hello, hello. How sweet is that? That's very cute. Thank you, Moody's, and thank you, Diane. Oh, that's super cute. Yeah, I think I I might have teared up a little bit. Oh, so thoughtful. Hello. Yeah. Now give it back. <laughs> now this one, this one is partially for me and partially okay, for you. Okay, this is what I was thinking about. So I've this been is... sitting on this one for a month. Do I'm you not... know what's in here? No, no, I don't know what's in here. But remember, uh, we had a, a tour. We, we had tour corner. We were talking and I was like, the only thing I'm going to tell you is that they took my tour and they said they were coming for you next. He's referencing two Salem locals. Yeah. And this is several weeks ago now. Yeah. And it's funny when they got on tour with me, we were chatting at the beginning and they're like, you know, we heard the episode and Jeffrey made it seem super <laughs> ominous. Like we were going to come out of nowhere and just get you. Uh, well, I, I didn't want to. They, they, it was a casual interaction. Their <laughs> tip was also uh, very well appreciated and, and, and they were fun. I've seen them around town uh, a few times since then, but I didn't want to like give it away. So I couldn't like expressly share with you what I had had because then that would give away what they were going to do. Right. But I didn't want to not say anything till now. Of course. So I had to like kind of, you know. So, so wait, so after I show you this, can you tell me what they gave you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Did yours come with a note? No. Oh. <laughs> wow. Upgrade for Sarah. Well, they had a couple more weeks. Yeah. More episodes. <laughs> it's true. Okay. I'm trying to figure out how I should do this. All right. It says, good morning, chubby gift card for Sarah. So thank you. Definitely know me well. Milky Way bar for Sarah, which I ate. It's <laughs> like, that's an empty. Did <laughs> they give you the empty wrapper? No, wow. no, no. I ate it like on the way home. Um, oh, this is my favorite part. Obsidian for Sarah. Obsidian provides protection from negative energies, in parentheses, and ex-boyfriends interrupting tours. Love it. That's fantastic. Gold glitter for when <laughs> Jeffrey is bad. <laughs> no, that's, I don't like this yeah. game anymore. And candy corn <gasps> when Jeffrey is good. Candy corn. <laughs> I have candy corn. Thank you. Thank you, honey and Chris. My I have, goodness. I have candy corn. I think I'm supposed to hold on to that and give it to you as a reward. Thank you. <laughs> I win. So, yes. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, guys. So much fun. I thought it was quite witty. Very clever. That's very nice. I still can't get over the fact that you like candy corn. I love it. And did you see, like I saw like on the recent social medias that they came out with a new flavor of candy corn this year? It's like blue blackberry cobbler or something. I'm looking forward to trying that. I always like to try the new weird things, like the weird flavored Oreos and all the other stuff, like it's like new M&M flavors. I'm like, 
they're usually all crap, to be fair. <laughs> What's the flavor of candy corn? I'm not sure. You you figure that out and you get back to me because I want to know. <laughs> corn syrup? I don't know. I like to drink straight maple syrup, so maybe that's what it is. Hey, as long as it's authentic, <laughs> I have that's drunk. acceptable. Have you seen like the amount that I oh, don't? Do worry you put about. it on anything? I mean, usually, but also sometimes I'll just you know you have a little a little nightcap a little shot <laughs> of syrup. Freaking weirdo. <laughs> so anyway, um, I love it. I got uh, as a as a tip um, gold chocolate coins. <gasps> And a gift card to Odd Meter. Oh, how fitting. Yes. Did they? Did you eat the chocolate coins already? Yes, yes. Good. They were in my briefcase for like not a while. That's a dangerous game in this heat. Uh, yeah, and then I was like, oh, I should put these out. But the problem was that they were safe in my, <laughs> they were safe in my briefcase. <laughs> well, once they came out of my briefcase, they, they ended up in my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> very, very quickly. I'm not sure how that happened. Um, sort of out of sight. I was, they were on the counter for like two days and they were gone. So they were they were nice. So yes, please tip us in chocolate. Or fun, strange, new, unusual. Uh, or the, beer. You can usually find me at Opus after a tour. Look at that. Is that legal? I don't know. <laughs> you gave me a face. It's got to be. Can't not be. Can it not be? Yeah. Who knows? We're not lawyers. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh, last night. So I put people on trial, right? Yeah, During yeah. my tours. Yeah. And I was I've been asking, do we have any volunteers? And one guy puts his hand up and he goes, Choose her. And he's pointing at the girl next to him. She's a lawyer. Ooh. I was like, No, 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 sir. I went after a lawyer once and it did not end well for me. Yeah, they're, they're just like pushing back the question. They turned it right around. And you're like, No, I'm sorry, my name's Sarah. I don't know what I did wrong. <laughs> Don't arrest me. You're like, I'm guilty. Please. No, wait. I don't know. So. Well, I'm glad you're still here. <laughs> is that it? Is that is that all the, the shopkeeping? I think so. Shall we dive into this? I think it's going to be a very fun episode of casual. the Salem Willows. A little bit more casual yeah. than normal. I think people like that. We just gave them a really heavy dose last week. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we, we try and mix it up. Like we keep it a little thematic and keep it a little Salem. We went from Bora to then um, uh, George Burroughs. But, you know, there's other things in Salem. A lot of people have been spending their summers here. Summer's coming to a close. Let's talk about the willows. Uh, there's still time to go dip your feet in the water, take a walk around uh, what we're going to talk about. And it might be a good chance if you are coming around this spooky season time to escape a bit of the crowds. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sure the willows will be plenty busy and you're probably going to get there quicker on foot than you would drive in a car during October, at least on an October weekend. But it is a good way to escape because it is a little, like you said at the beginning, off the beaten path. Well, like a, like a mile, mile and a half. Is it that far? I say it's... a. You could probably walk from the Salem Common to the Willows in like 20 minutes. Yeah, so that's about a mile. Okay, yeah. So say you're going down Derby Street. You're passing Salem Harbor. You're passing the House of Seven Gables. You go past the ferry. Yeah, so if you're at Seven Gables, you're already like halfway there. Yeah, that street turns into Fort Avenue, and it will continue all the way up a piece of Salem called the Salem Neck, which we'll talk about in a second, and that will lead you right to the Willows. So it is a bit of a hike, but it's not the worst walk. 
No, I did it. I've done it from here during COVID. Actually, you went down there as well. Yeah, up until about six months ago, I lived on the Salem Neck. Mm -hmm. Um, I was right behind Coffee Time Bake Shop and then right off of English Street. So it wasn't too far of a walk for me, maybe 15 minutes or so. Right by Collins Cove, so that's probably, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I I remember so like during uh, the lockdown, the pandemic, um, you know, a lot of people had it had it pretty bad. Uh, I remember my, my brother had to stay in his uh, like flat in uh, downtown San Francisco to the he just moved. He screw this. He moved to Napa. Um, and like we chat and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm just walking outside by the ocean, by the ocean. Uh, I can start here at uh, Forest River, walk all the way down by the wharf. Walk all the way down the willows. How uh, long? I don't know. <laughs> I, I only did that walk a couple times. Uh, that that was a pretty long walk. And, of course, at that point, uh, no bathroom. So you had to be a little... Discreet. Ca- how long are you going to be out? You know, yeah. it's it's like a, a, a quick hour-long thing in my neighborhood is one thing. You know, a, a three-hour jaunt to the other side of Salem and back again is, is a little different. Uh, but it's, it was a nice walk. And it was it was nice to have that space and one thing that I always found weird I don't know about going to Salem Willows during uh, COVID and lockdown is why it's there in the first place yes quite ironic yeah yeah I was like this is this is weird so it actually gets its name from those willow trees if you go there in modern day, you'll see these huge sprawling willows and they were placed there as a space for folks that were suffering from smallpox in a nearby hospital to get out and take in the air, a uh, way to kind of escape the hospital and get some exercise, breathe in the sea air. Which, which is fairly which is, common. Yes, yeah. which is what we do today. Yeah, I think the, the willow trees were first put in 1801, and that hospital was just around the corner by Collins Cove uh, area. And, you know, there'd be smallpox, TB as well. Uh-huh. Uh, consumption and I it's just like you go and you get fresh air and and how important that is especially uh and I think I've seen like that meme or something a couple times uh and it's like of course you need to go get fresh air your walls were painted with lead and asbestos mid-1800s oh I feel so much better at the beach and you're like it's the middle of the industrial revolution there's soot smoke and smog covering everything the inside of your house is horribly toxic and hot remember you don't have you don't have ac at this point so no no wonder they're going out to places like the willows which is even two centuries later an absolutely gorgeous little uh place to go so they're located on the salem neck now this is kind of a peninsula off the northeastern side of salem it might be best to pull up a map like real quick on your phone, just to kind of orient yourself where it is compared to downtown. So just up and to the left. And in modern day, it's much more than a park. There's a, a lot to it. Boardwalk, restaurants, oceans, beaches, swimming, music. Tons of green space for picnicking, a uh, bandstand, mm-hmm. gazebos. Basketball, tennis. They just put in brand new basketball courts and tennis courts. So heads up for Salem locals that haven't been down there yet. They are fabulous. A lot of new landscaping as well. That was part of um, some huge uh, park grant. And I totally didn't research this beforehand. I, can't, I just literally, as you said it, um, several million dollars uh, f- uh, granted to Salem uh, for a 
refurbishment of our parks. Uh, I think the Willows got a good chunk. I'm fairly certain Forest River got some. Is that where they got the pool from? I think so. Uh, don't quote me on that <laughs> if any city councilors or someone's listening. Uh, but it's nice to, to see, you know, it's like a lot of times you sort of hear about these grants and this money and, you know, oh, we, but like then to go. And, like and, how long is it going to take? How much are we actually going to see an improvement? Right. And to like go down the willows now and you're like, yeah, we got new basketball courts. We got new tennis courts. Like I've seen kids down there playing basketball and people out playing tennis and people utilizing that space. So it's really nice to see that we have gotten those grants and they have been put to good use and people are still utilizing that space. Uh, like they have been for the past 200 and I can't count 20 years. Yeah, I think there was some concern with the Willows kind of going a little bit downhill. Several restaurants have closed over, you know, the last several years. And uh, I'll be honest, I've skated on those old tennis courts and they were that in was probably horrid condition. Yeah. So to see these new facilities be put in place is great. And I think we are seeing an increase of people using the area. Did you know it is the only place that you can see Salem, Beverly, and Marblehead's 4th of July fireworks? I had seen that. I, I'm i not saying I don't believe it. I think you can. But I'm not sure. It might be the only only place in Salem that you can see all three. Okay, that, that might be it. They're also not usually on the same night, are they? No, usually they're not. Okay. Like, I think when I first read it, I was like, why would you sit there and watch them all from one place? And then I was like, oh, right, they're not all at the same time. But that's where you, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. So you just plop your your chair there. For, for a like, few days. For a few days. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know what? That's not the worst because you can go down and you can get some popcorn. You can get some ice cream. Lobster sand. roll. All right, before we okay, dive okay. <laughs> too far into the present day, let's take it back a little bit to the past. So we already mentioned where it got its name from, that grouping of European white willow trees. But that hospital eventually closed, and the park itself, Salem Willows Park, was established in 1858. It encompassed 35 acres of Salem's waterfront. Can, can I can I backtrack a tiny bit from that? Sure. So uh, as you're driving down Fort Street... Um, you can sort of bang a, a right, and that's going to hook you over to Winter Island, which we're not going to really talk about much right now. There's probably there's other stuff. And yeah, whole, I think we could do a whole episode on Winter yeah, Island yeah, if yeah. we wanted. And as you sort of then veer to the left, you're going to hit the Salem Willows. But as you look to your left, as you're on Fort Street, there's that hill there that's all like this wooded, densely grown-in hill. That is actually also a fort. That is Fort Lee, and that was originally built in 1776, uh, mostly earthen palisades in the shape of a star or a, like a five-pointed thing. And uh, we went exploring there one day, and I was coming down uh, Fort Street, and I didn't know when, to, to, when you're supposed to go in the woods. I just knew you were supposed to go in the woods. Uh-huh. And I was with my roommate, bless her heart, uh, there are several signs that may have indicated we probably shouldn't have been going in the woods and i'm not saying that i didn't see the signs or i didn't read the signs but i'm not sure what they exactly said um <laughs> what did you do where'd you go it, it was like it was like a matter of like 
I was going to say, because there's paths back yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's public. It's public yeah. land, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like a matter of like 30 feet that I was like, oh my God, I'm like, we got to go like here. I think this is where we go. And there was like, a, she's like, there's, there's a sign. We can't go in there. And literally like 30 feet farther down was like, this is the entrance. I was just a little impatient and jumped in the woods like before the specific entrance. Whose property were you on? I think it's all it's all it's all it's all still the the oh, towns. Oh. It was just they didn't want this section. Gotcha. Like maybe the, more dangerous. Maybe more haunted. Ooh. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I had no idea that was there. It was really neat, and especially we went um, in the winter time or the. I don't think winter, winter, fall or spring. So I needed a jacket. It was chilly, but that meant no leaves. So the trees, and I could see, like what they would have been able to see from that point up in the woods. And you can, you can see Marblehead, you can see uh, uh, Beverly, you can see out in the water, you can see down the willows, like all the way. And you're like, wow, like this high elevated fort, like this is the high ground. You're like, I get this. You put some cannons up here and you got got a great vantage point. That's so cool. We'll have to, we'll have to go out and do that in the winter because that's usually not the time that I, I trek through there. It wasn't like just with no leaves. With no leaves. We'll wait till the leaves fall. Like no Ish. Okay. Yeah, but it was pretty neat. And so so that fort's been there since the Revolutionary War. And you don't even know. No, right? it's, it's it's very hidden. Yeah. yeah, unless you, I was told, and now I'm telling everyone else, like, oh, Fort Lee. And I thought that's the Winter Island Fort. Which is a little bit more, it's, it's I, I would say it's smaller. Yeah. And it is uh, less overgrown. Mm-hmm. You can see the entrance. You can see several entrances, actually. Mm-hmm. But nope, Fort, Fort Lee is sort of hidden away in the woods. Uh, although someone tunnel entrance, no, no tunnel hunting. Uh, someone, I can't remember who at some point was telling me that it used to be much more maintained that like a lot of the growth through there is relatively new growth in the past, like 10, 15 years. Uh, uh it might've been like boy scouts or like some local groups would maintain the paths and those things. So it was, uh, but sometimes, Hey, maybe that'll be next. Right. There you go. But that so I, I guess me is that like the original footprint for for the Salem Willows? I'd say so. And then of okay. course we can't forget the folks that have the peoples that came before. Our our footprint on this land. <laughs> yes. I can only imagine what that point on the coastline would have been like prior to any bit of colonization. Yeah. My dad always likes to say you know, I, I love playing this game as, as to where you would go back in time if you could choose one moment, one place, any time throughout history. And he one always shot. one sh- like to no. do it to do a shot. <laughs> Who would you do a shot no, with? No, oh no, my god! No, that's not. Yes, that's not in any way. Where I'm, I'm gonna need an answer to going. that by the end of the the uh, episode. Well, that's like in, in Fight Club. They ask if you could fight one historical. Anyway, that's great. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's great. But he always says, my dad always says, he wants to just be plopped on the coast where we live today and just take in the air, which is funny because that's the phrase so that we are, yeah. what we're talking about. But genuinely, he just wants to smell what it smelled like, you know, no pollution, no, and here, I mean, imagine how quiet it would have been. And the views, I mean, if we think the views are beautiful now, just imagine what they looked like without any of the houses yeah, yeah. along the coves. It, it's it's hard to imagine, but we have to, of course, acknowledge that there were peoples here for a long, long, long time. So that's why I like to go to my favorite spot. You know where that is. 
and uh, just sit on that rock there because it's it's like a rock. It's a big outcropping rock into the water. and At the very edge? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. And when I sit there and look out in the harbor, and obviously there's boats and whatnot, but I'm like, I don't know. Like, I, I can't guarantee, but, like, part of me, like, I can guarantee that for thousands of years before I have sat there, people have sat there. And I'm like, I know that there were... You know, people in, in, in the early 1900s who, who probably uh, living in the point who'd come over from, from uh, Ireland and, and French Canadians who had probably sat in that same spot. And years before that, the Puritans and who knows that, that there might have been, you know, slaves from, from, from Africa or, or, or uh, people from the Caribbean who had come up here and, and, and sat and stood in that spot. And, and then uh, people before that, the indigenous people, the Namkeg people, the Wachusett, whoever was, was in this land, had probably sat there uh, just overlooking the harbor. And it's, it's a rock, so it's been there. For a very, very long for time. For a very long time. So as I sit there, I'm always like, I try to just look out and be like, all the other people who have sat here and seen what I am seeing and shared this experience with me is, is, is what I like to do. A shared experience throughout time. Yes, very cool. Very similar to what you described when we were at the Rebecca Nurse property, sitting yes, at the edge I, I of her, <laughs> ed, edge of her kitchen, and and thinking about all the people that pass through the doorway. I guess that's, that's but, something I do. But hey, no, that rock goes back much, much further. Yeah, yeah. So, think about it next time you're sitting out at the Salem Willows. Think about what it was like before it was ever the Salem Willows. And um, those willow trees are are really fantastic. Um, and I think it's uh, wonderful that they're there and they've been there, but they're also a little bit at risk too. They tend to get caught in storms. I've seen probably since we've, I've been here since you, I think two yeah. have just been totally uprooted and, and decimated because, you know, all the willow bits, branches, right? They're, they're wavy and they're like, uh-huh. you know, like oaks and, and maples are hard and sturdy and they can withstand the winds. These just sort of get caught up in the winds and pulled out of the ground. I will say during uh, quarantine, I would frequently go down there to go stick hunting. Stick hunting. After a, after a good storm. Yes. Make yes. stuff with them. <laughs> the old COVID habits. The, right. The stick what did we do with ourselves? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Watched watch Tiger King and collected sticks. Yup. I made things. It was, it was a crazy time. Crazy times. And tell our kids. God. So formally established in 1858, it quickly rose in popularity. And in 1877, the Namkeg Street Railway will extend its route and started offering frequent horse-drawn trolley rides to and from. So you'd come to that big castle-looking structure, which, by the way, if oh, you found that too? No, 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 the, the, the train station. Oh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I got something but, but to share. I, but I think I also know what you're talking about. But you, you, you'll pull into that and this is, so oftentimes we talk about like the burden of history, right? And the, and the buildings that are no longer here when we talk about like the Salem witch trials. But there are more recent buildings that have been destroyed that also just equally break my heart. Salem Armory is one. The train station is another. And I'm sure many of you know what we're talking about. If you don't, Google uh, probably just Salem train station. But it, like what year should they throw in? I'll just I'll just find out right now. Maybe just put 
old Salem train station. Yeah. So if you type in old Salem train station, it'll pop up. Yep. And just click. Oh, God, look at that thing. Beautiful building. So they'd come in there, uh, coming in from... It honestly looks similar to the um, Salem Witch Museum. Well, I think the Witch Museum and, and this and the uh, armory and uh, the the current Unitarian Church next to the Rose Mansion, this, sort of this revivalist period of this sort of architecture. Can you imagine if all those structures were still standing in Salem? Oh, like, I feel like it would make it a little <sighs> bit more badass. Yeah, so cool. <laughs> anyway... Um, so you, you'd come in from wherever into this castle, into this city, and then get on like a horse-drawn carriage and escape. So you would take those trolley rides from that station, go out to the Willows, spend a day in the uh, ocean air. And I loved this idea because the trolley, like the Salem trolley, the red one that you see going around town all day, it also goes to the it Salem to Willows. The so very um the parallels are charming to say the least. So they add this railway stop, uh, more and more people start coming, and the plans for an amusement park on the property begin to take shape. And this opened on June tenth, eighteen eighty. So this first iteration included a theater where people could attend concerts and also listen to opera. Also a carousel, the first of many. It was called the Hippodrome, a casino, and a ballroom. That's like, do you need anything else? I know. Professor Kennerson's Casino. I wonder who Professor Kennerson, was that just the guy or like? Or like a a quip little term for it. Yeah. A selling point. Right. I don't know. Maybe he'll get a a mini episode one day. (laughs) And by 1890... A pavilion will be constructed. I love the pavilion. I was going to say, this is what I was talking okay, about, the, the, was the, the pavilion. Buildings. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I just, uh, it's okay. We can't keep everything. So I don't know if I was, uh, we're probably looking at the same thing, but I found it it's on. It's like an, that red and yellow. Uh-huh. An auction website. Someone was auctioning off a watercolor original oh this gorgeous version. yeah sorry it's sold oh it's cool. sold why didn't you buy it for me i'm sorry god sarah i'll get it when we'll get the chair remember we'll get oh okay the chair and put the watercolor next to the chair in your summer house exactly okay perfect. there we go now, now we're decorating the walls <laughs> it's great my guess is from what it read like is this was a rendering so it was what they were proposing it would be like okay um the auction site dates it to about 1875 or so. And I, like I said, I think the pavilion went up around 1890. But it is a gorgeous piece of architecture. It is a two-story stick-style building. So if you think like lots of post-boardwalk buildings that you would see in today's world, um, this was super popular up and along the coast, think Jersey Shore, Revere Beach, Nantasket, uh, a lot of these, like you were saying earlier in the episode, this was very, very common during this time to escape the craziness of the city and go off to uh, the ocean breeze. Yeah, it would have been would have been wonderful. Is that the one that burns down? Am I making that up? I don't know about any burning, but okay. well, there are fires, but 
I don't I don't know about I'm sure. I mean it's made of sticks, yeah. basically. So <laughs> I there was one and I think it might be this one and I I can't quite recall. Uh it burns down like ten minutes. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, like one night catches fire and like boom, done, gone. It was like <laughs> You might also be thinking about the one of the restaurants. There's a restaurant okay, maybe, that maybe catches fire in the middle of the night. Okay, then that's probably what I was thinking about, yeah. So this one, this pavilion includes a dance hall, a dining hall, a restaurant. I saw, I don't I don't know if this is 100% accurate, but I really hope so. A roller skating rink. Oh. It is 100% possible. Can you imagine a little Victorian roller skating? Yes. Have you seen those photographs? Yeah, yeah. They're awesome. You, you'd need a new outfit, though. Yeah. Yeah. I would not. I wouldn't. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> you, let's asking. plan a Victorian <laughs> skate night. I am down. You would be in jail. <laughs> yeah, but, like, we're not in the okay, Victorian okay. era right now, okay, so okay. let's bring it to the present. <laughs> Victorian skate night. 2022 at its pinnacle 1822 uh-huh. very nice <laughs> the willows could see up to 10,000 visitors in a day which is crazy to think about today that's a lot it's a lot that's like a quarter of our population I was gonna say that yeah and even at that I mean the the 1914 fire which isn't far after this the population uh, is about 40,000 as well right yeah, somewhere around there. So it's still, we haven't grown in population density much, but size for sure. So it's about the same uh, quarter of the population coming up and visiting Salem. And not just, of course, it was a hit with locals, but from tourists all over. Yeah. People were coming from all over the North Shore, yeah. Bostonians looking there were, to There escape. were like famous bands playing here. It was like a club or something. Yeah, so that's in the 20s. Okay, okay. So before we go there... It also hosted a harbor cruise on a steamboat, which I just think is cool because, of course, we still have harbor harbor cruises, (laughs) mahi-mahi, which we still need to do, several carousels, a shooting gallery, and in the 1920s, the Charles Hurst Ballroom will open. I feel like that must have been like... If I could go back, man. 1920s Salem, Salem Willows. I wouldn't... Pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Rocking up from Boston. Yeah, it would have been neat. Now, the guy, I can't remember his name right now, but the guy who manned the place, he was in charge of it. That was his headquarters, and he actually ran nightclubs up and down the North Shore and New England area, greater New England area. And he also handled the bookings for Duke Ellington and Duke Ellington would end up playing at the Salem Willows on I several think I, occasions. I, think I knew that. That was like in my the my brain. Well, somewhere. you just said popular popular yeah, yeah. bands. Uh, Duke Ellington and his jazz orchestra, probably one of the top ones to visit, but I'm sure there were several others. I'd seen it somewhere. The guy's name? No, 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 no. Uh, the, the the bathrooms. The bathrooms. The bathrooms. When were they built? Oh, that like the bathrooms, the clam shacks in? Oh, well. Men's Cottage, 1905. Right. So. Right. Where are we going with this? I'm just curious. About what? Well, so, okay, well, we'll just start the cut. You can edit out whatever part of this you want. The, the bathroom issue. They first installed the bathroom in 1905. Uh-huh. Are you sure that's the first bathroom? That's sort of what I got. Nah, man. So as someone 
who has done a little bit of research into beach going in the Victorian era, Uh which sounds weird. But when I did my thesis project, I stumbled upon beach practices. Okay. okay. um, And just like general Victorian stuff and like what they wore. Right. um, Of course, the fully clothed. But there were, I don't know if they were called dressing houses or bathhouses. Yep, I think yep. they're called bathhouses. Or the dress, yeah, the little cottages you'd go and you'd change. And- right, right. I'd be very surprised if they didn't have like a, a privy attached to that. Okay. I would assume that they had a privy. Okay. They may have, this might have been like the first indoor plumbing that they had. Because I saw that, it was like 1905 and I was like, so we're going. Where are people going to use the bathroom? 50 and we can't just jump in our car. And drive back home, you're like getting in your horse or your carriage or you're waiting for the trolley and you got to get back. Maybe there was just out. They had solutions. I'm sure they did. But like when I read that it was like 1905 was the first bathroom, I was like, that, that probably, okay, I'm not sure what to do with that information. It's funny, that men's cottage, so the quote men's cottage built in 1905 is currently the clam shack. I thought it was the other way around. What do you mean? I thought it was the women's one that was the clam shack. No. Okay. Okay. I'm looking at it right okay, now. Okay. 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 I. That was just in in my head. That was not a research. Maybe you just point. don't want you just you don't want to eat from a men's bathroom. Would you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> <What are> you... <laughs> I just don't. No. No, I don't. So it was in 2008 that the men's cottage was closed and uh, there is now one bathroom facility and it was transformed into my favorite place to get a lobster roll. Probably the best place to get a lobster roll. I'd say so. People are like, oh, where's the best place to get a lobster roll? And you're like, okay, well, you're going to walk a mile and a half that way. You're going to get a lobster roll. And depending on the tide, you're going to go dip your feet in the water and you're going to eat the lobster It'd probably be worth the price difference. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be honest. Best bang for your buck, which we, I have said on here before. We went there maybe a month ago. Yeah. Maybe. Last year, I had like six lobster rolls you, throughout the course <laughs> of the summer. This year, I've been a lot better. I only had one so far. We should we should get a, a lot. Oh, they, they have a closing date. Yeah, but I don't think it's until November. Are you sure? I'm not sure. Maybe it's <laughs> mid-October. Maybe okay. it's before October. Maybe, it's Maybe they're like, I Maybe don't want to deal closed. with this. Maybe we're done. We're too late. That's not real. <laughs> Speaking of restaurants, though, let's dive into that. Yeah. So now, uh, I mean, it, like when I say boardwalk, I like don't think your typical beachy boardwalk because it's not like on the beach. It's like not on the beach. Yeah. Boardwalk. It's like it's it's uh, it's probably. Hundred yards away yeah. from the water, yeah, for the most part. So it's not what you'd sort of typically think. There's a whole little park in between it, but it is still, I, I would still call it like a little boardwalk area. You know why they probably did that? Um, because flooding water. The original restaurant row was right on the water. Oh, and a series of storms Destroyed would eventually that. would eventually kind of away among other things but my guess is that's probably why they have mm-hmm. it offset from the water a bit mm-hmm. it makes sense so you've always i mean speaking of bathrooms you'd have to eat too <laughs> <laughs> right i mean right like if you're gonna go spend the day there what are you gonna do yeah. dip your feet in and get a uh, no lobster rolls and i think in at today's willows it's more of like takeout food mm-hmm. right back then 
when it started, when Restaurant Row was conceived, it was more of like a sit-down, formal, just like the big pavilion we described. It was a more built-up Salem Willows than what you see today. Now, shout out to Jen Ratcliffe for a lot of this information on Restaurant Row. If you don't know her, she's a fabulous historian and archivist. Uh, she went to Salem State University. She no longer lives here, but she has just recently moved, but spent years. I was going to say, years. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Yeah, she's not in town anymore. I think oh. she went to the Cape. Okay. Um, but she spent years just chronicling and working to preserve Salem's history. She runs a fabulous blog called History by the Sea. Oh, yeah. I go, I look at that, you know, the Facebook mostly. Yeah. Uh, but she posts stuff all the time. I've seen some absolutely fascinating pictures. I think last two years, I don't know, at some point, there's always cool stuff. There's a picture of the common from like ages ago. Back in the day. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, like standing here and again, it's like sort of where these people once stood. She's very well connected to the Salem State University archives. Yes. So that's where she pulls yeah. a lot of that stuff from. So according to her, Restaurant Row was first anchored by the Chase House restaurant, Swenbeck's, and Ebsen's. And this is all, they're all going to start popping up around the 1870s or so. I, I, I'm going to sort of just cut you off. Sorry. Anchored as in on each side or anchored as in they're floating? I mean, anchored as in like, not literally. But like, I mean, like, I like, mean, like if you have a row of restaurants, you have one on each end, those would be like the... The anchors, I guess, yeah. maybe. I mean, she just said, I think, I think she meant like, these are the flagships of the row of restaurants and the ones that are longest standing. You said anchor and I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, wait, hold on. I need a visual here. (laughs) We're not talking like, we could do that. I mean, someone needs to make a floating restaurant. Yeah. Thank you. Have a nice day. So think ocean views and seafood. Fins, sea level. Exactly. Famous for their, quote, shore dinners. Featured lobster, chowder, and other fried fish. I stumbled on a picture of Chase's restaurant. To me, it gave me slight sea level I can see that. Sea see. Level it's another story, though, right? Do we have... Yeah, it looks like it's three stories and no deck. No bar. Probably no a bar. bar. Probably a Probably bar. Probably a bar. <laughs> and, un- unless, unless it's prohibition. Yeah, but they predate that. Ooh, I wonder... I bet there was a, I bet there was like a speakeasy on the willows. Ooh, we should do a prohibition in Salem episode. Pro, write that. Right, that put down. Yeah. You know what? That's great because I heard that they were also smuggling alcohol through the tunnels. Oh, of course they were. (laughs) Now the pepper's drunk. Oh God, all the prostitutes. They're, they're, they're actually not prostitutes. They were, they were smugglers for alcohol. God, how did we ever screw that up? We figured it out. <laughs> we have we have figured it out. Solve, solve solved, the solved the puzzle. Now, I couldn't figure out what date this was from, but thanks to Jen Ratcliffe, there was a menu from Chase's restaurant in the Salem State Archives that she put up online. So, the shore dinner. You get a choice of tomato juice, fish, or clam chowder to start. There are crackers, pickles, fried clams, fried filet of flounder, and then from the main course, fried lobster. 
potato chips, or French fried potatoes, rolls and butter, ice cream, and then tea, coffee, or ginger ale. Guess how much? For the whole thing? Oh, good Lord. Uh, okay. Um, hmm, shoot. $1.25. Did you pull it up? No. It yeah, you did. I did not. I did not. Look. It's Are you not, sure? I am sure. Is it really? Did yeah. I? Oh, my God. It's $1.25. Yeah. You're, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I did, I did not. Have you seen this before? I have, n- I have never seen that. I promise. Okay. Ooh, Jeffrey's psychic. <laughs> I, I have now earned my candy corn. Yes, you can eat your candy corn now. <laughs> oh, or you can get the shellfish dinner. Same choices of appetizers. So the main course on this one, though, is fried scallops, shrimp, clams. Of course, you get a choice of potato chips or potatoes, rolls and butter, ice cream, tea, coffee, ginger ale. Guess how much this one is. With the more sh- shellfish, going to be more or less expensive. This one has a little bit less food in general because the shore dinner came with fried clams, fried fillet of flounder, fried, yeah, yeah, okay. and fried lobster. This one comes with fried scallops, shrimp, clams. Seventy-five cents, dude. What the? F- <laughs> 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 That's I was very thinking a little weird. more. So you 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 pushed me down on that one. Thank you. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> now we're gonna have to play this game. <laughs> oh God, are you gonna get me another one? No, 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 oh. not for future episodes. Oh, I was like, I don't know, two for two. I guess think how much good. this costs in 1901. But truly, I don't know when this uh, menu dates to. But damn, I'll tell you, those lobster rolls are not a dollar twenty-five. Twenty-five. But the tacos, those are those are pretty cheap. We got tacos recently. Super taco. Oh yeah. We were um waiting. Oh yeah. Oh yes. For the thing. Should we tell them? Oh, I don't know. It's a little sad. We should probably take a moment to uh officially dedicate this episode. Uh to Salem Low. To Salem Low. R.I.P. Thank you for over a century. Yeah. Over a century of service uh, to the city of Salem and your uh, wonderful food. Do you know where they were originally located? Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> I had no idea. I think it's 228 Essex Street. What is 228 Essex Street? Coons Card and Gift Shop. The Fountain Place Restaurant. Huh. <gasps> that would make more sense if it was... I bet it was the whole thing. I bet it was both. The whole building? Uh huh. I bet it was both Coons and Fountain Place because that would make. Uh, yeah, it might make more sense. I don't know how big it was, but it, I got the the Fountain Place restaurant on the corner was the original location. Well, that would make sense because they have. Have you gone to the bathroom in Fountain Place? Yes. Down the little creepy secret tunnels stairs at the yeah. That's... So so I think we talked about this in the tunnel episode, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. And, and I was saying, like, imagine you have breakfast oh, yeah. at, at Fountain Place. And, and it felt very Goonie-like. Yes, and, we talked about this. And you go those. down, and you got to use the bathroom down there. And then later that night, you're on tour, and some idiot tour guide is like, oh, there's 13 miles of tunnels. And you're like, oh, my God, this morning I was in these baths. Of course, and it makes all the sense to you because of places like that weird 
Yeah. So perhaps because it was a full-fledged sit-down restaurant to begin, maybe the gift shop and fountain place were at one point one. How big it was. Yeah, I it it wasn't takeout to start. So yeah. it would have been sit down and fountain place is not that big. No. But so, it would make sense with the kitchen there that they have. So yeah. So for those of you who were around uh when the Daniel sorry, I keep saying that because it's across the street. My apologies. The Salem Low, because of course it's across the street from Daniel Low. Uh when that restaurant was there, if you uh know anything about it, reach out, let us know. Do you think that's why they called it the Salem Low? That's what I thought. Because it's right across the street from Daniel Daniel Low and Company? That's what I thought. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. I just... Historical when, speculation. When I saw that, I was like, oh, that's... The, the puzzle piece just sort of went click. But uh, unfortunately, they closed a few weeks ago. They moved from there to the Willows uh, several years ago and um, been serving food ever since. And uh, they have since shut their doors. Uh, unfortunately, it was a, a family thing. I guess their kids um, didn't want to continue on uh, with that line of work, which is fair. Kitchen's kitchen's a tough job. Uh-huh. Um, and, and then they moved on to, uh, to other things. So thank you to them for over a century's worth of uh, service to the city. And sh- should we talk about the thing? Yes. Thank you for introducing Salem to perhaps one of the oddest uh sandwiches food items you can get in town could could get in town could get in town yeah so apologies to everyone listening as we're going to talk about this for a minute uh you it is no longer accessible um unless someone else revives it Ooh, someone should like revive it i think someone will eventually revive Probably. it you know what lobster shanty should revive it and you could <laughs> I don't like this idea. <laughs> you can get you can get that with the lobster martini. I don't think we've even named what this is. No. The chop suey sandwich. <sighs> so basically just two pieces of bread, just a bun. Hamburger. A hamburger bun, not toasted. No, just generic white hamburger bun. With a nice slop of chop suey in between the buns. And like an like a heaping portion of of chop suey like to the point okay I'll, I'll be you honest eat it with I, a fork i i didn't i did not enjoy <laughs> i had built this up in my brain so much so we had made plans that we were going to go get the chop suey sandwich before this episode before this episode and then we found out that Salem Low was going to be closing. Yeah. It's like, oh crap, we only have a limited amount of time yeah. to do this. And then, and then, unfortunately, we were like, okay, we'll go, we'll go, we'll go, and then inevitably, just like anything, you don't. And it comes down to the last <laughs> weekend that they're open, uh, and of and, course, we well, we get down there and they're closed, not permanently. Oh, you forgot. <laughs> we, we tried this three times. Yeah, yeah. The first time they're like, oh. Closed for the next three days. We'll be open Friday and Saturday, and that's it. Uh, we went on like a Thursday or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I'm it, sure there would have been a line then as well. So then we tried again on Saturday. On Saturday, and when we got there, it was huge line. It, 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 
I mean, a hundred people? I don't even know. There was talks of people waiting two hours to get up. So we heard that. We turned around. We said, we'll do this tomorrow. Mm -hmm. We'll be smart and we'll be the first ones here or hopefully one of the first people here. Yeah, they're like 1045, 1030. It was pretty much the same amount. the, (laughs) The line, they weren't even open yet and the line stretched. Everyone had the same idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then we waited like two hours in line and and got these uh, chop suey sandwiches. And it was a historic moment. It was. It was. We needed to do it. We did. We did. And we videoed it. We did. We have a whole video of us uh, eating these things. And um, and that, I'm going to say it. You're going to say it? I'm going to say it. You're going to say it? That will be one of the first videos available on our Patreon. (gasps) The cat is out of the bag, Sarah. So you can't sign up just yet if you are one of our weekly listeners um, and are hearing this right when it drops. But it is coming very, very soon. Week or two? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, we'll get that. More official announcements coming. Right, exactly. Um, Who doesn't want to see us attempt to eat these? <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed. It was but fun. It was it was fun. It was fun to to eat it and and experience that. And it was it was kind of cool to stand in line. Uh, and there were people who would literally been coming there. I mean, they must have For been decades. in their sixties, seventies, and they're like, "Oh, I remember." And talking about, "Oh, this, this, we used to get this," and they they brought. Oh, my grandkids are here, and I'm like, God, that is. It's wild to think about that that these people are standing here and when they were first probably standing here, the people who they were standing there with, and again, clearly I think about this a lot, uh-huh. <laughs> is the willows that they had seen uh-huh. and the buildings that had been there. They had probably been in the, the pavilion. They had probably been on the merry-go-round, the, the first one. They'd probably been on the... um. On the roller coaster. Oh, yes. We didn't even mention did. the roller coaster. <laughs> but it's like, that's so cool. And 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 now we can all sort of have that shared memory. But unfortunately, it is no more. But that doesn't mean don't go. There's still loads of cool stuff there. Oh, yeah. Plenty of, plenty of food. We've got uh, Super Taco, mm-hmm. which is what we defaulted to mm-hmm. on our second try. Mm-hmm. Those were great. Yeah. Also, Holy Cow Ice Cream. And there is one relic of the past that survives, and that is Hobbs Popcorn oh and Ice God. Cream Stand. And, and and Taffy. And Taffy. Yes. Yeah. I personally, don't don't be mad at me. I have never had it. I heard it's like the best popcorn yes, ever. You, yes, you have. No, I haven't. Did I have like one? I had one single kernel. We were staying. Okay, never mind. You know, we're going to, we're going to, oh, oh, oh. I may have just gotten too excited for something. Maybe. When we have our Hocus Pocus 2 watch party, we can have Hobbs popcorn. <gasps> but that's in October, and I don't know if they'll still be open. We'll see. Okay. We'll play it by ear. But if they do, we will. And then you can have Hobbs popcorn and watch Hocus Pocus 2. That's a great idea. Thank you. Okay. We'll but add it to the list. Hobbs popcorn dates back to... 1897. Four generations of family and they're operate. Sti- they're still- I was going to say, they're still doing it. Yeah, yeah. And that, that is genuinely fantastic popcorn. Uh, and that's that's a really good buy, especially if you're just going down there and um, if you're just looking to, to dip your feet in the water, take a walk, you know, grab a little thing of popcorn and, and, and have at it. But be careful of the seagulls. 
Yeah, those two. <laughs> I had friends from Michigan in town, and they were so stunned with how large our seagulls are and so taken aback by how aggressive they were. Be careful. <laughs> They'll get you. They'll kill you. Okay, I don't know if I go that far. They're not as bad as Bill and Bob's parking lot seagulls, mm, but no. they're right up there. Yeah. Well, they're the same seagulls. Oh, yeah, I guess they're just going back and yeah. forth. That's what they do. Yeah. Yeah, they spend their days in the willows and their nights at Bill and Bob's. That's why they're so big. <laughs> it's all that North Shore beef. Right? It's it's the the chop suey sandwich and the roast beef sandwiches. Maybe for a future Patreon video, we could do us trying all the different roast beef sandwiches. Do not say all. In like, Salem. In Salem. That's a... I know. It's a thought. We'll split them. Like, like five, top five? We'll split them in three pieces. We should also do North Shore. There's no, some, dude, that's a lot. That's a lot. Like top five in North Shore. It's a lot. Okay, maybe. I think they have like people dedicated to that. They don't need us to do that. So but we could do Salem. What's cool though is most people listening outside of Salem don't understand the roast beef, roast beef sandwich. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. So sorry, we're just going to leave you hanging on that one. We'll get back to it at, at a later date. We're talking about the willows and chop suey at the moment. Um, but so, so I got to ask, what, what would you rate uh, the, the chop suey sandwich? Give me like a, like a quick. A, 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 if I'm a being review. honest, yeah. if I'm being honest, I had really made this into something that it wasn't in my head. <laughs> and I had, imagine it was going to be this salty kind of lao mein texture Uh but it was very heavy on the bean sprouts so it was very crunchy and it was a little weird i was not expecting the crunch so so your review is weird very crunchy weird um i'd give it a solid 3.754 3.754 that's pretty out of 10. Yeah. Okay. 3.754. Okay. Seven, five or four. Oh, oh, oh okay. It's like 3.754. Okay. <laughs> We're going, how many decimal points are we going? Thank you, Sarah. What would you rate it? Oh, one out of 10. We'll eat again. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry for your troubles. As, as I hope in it like, was worth the wait. I, I, I ate it like a sandwich. You'll see the video if you jump on the Patreon. I ate like, and it was, ugh, and then I put the soy sauce on it and I was like, this is going to be better. And it just wasn't. It, it didn't was make hot, it much better. And it was like crunchy and the bread was like nothing. And I'm like, why? I don't, and I'm sorry. There, there are people probably listening who are despising us right now because it is like. Because it's like a staple of their yeah. childhood, which I get it. I totally, and I feel like as a kid, I probably would have loved it. I love chop suey as a child. Maybe. But, I, uh, I feel like it's one of those things though that if, maybe if I'd grown up on it, it would be different. But I feel like I should have brought more people to that. Like I didn't get a chance to, to really have fun with that until the last day. So I'm like, I wouldn't do this. I, I don't like this, but, but I would, you wish you could have brought people to watch their reaction. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I would like to share this experience with other people. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find something to replace it. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Roast beef, which is actually delicious. Salem Wax Museum. <laughs> you in a sandwich? <laughs> no, just like the shock value. Oh. 
was like, we'll find something. Like, what are we eating? Wax museum? No. Get it? I'll cut that out. <laughs> I was talking to someone earlier today, and they were like, I love listening to the episode, and Sarah's always like, we'll cut that out, and then she never does. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you know what happens if she cuts out all the parts that make her look bad. That's not true. That's so not true. It's funny. It's funny because like I feel like I have to leave in some of the parts that say, "Shit, maybe we should cut this out" because it it helps them listeners understand that we are really trying to think about what we say. Yeah, and like put out there and we want to be conscientious of it. So, and there is definitely things that that do get. Cut. Oh yeah, I. <laughs> but there are also things that we just talk about cutting, and then it never happens. And I think it adds to the comedy. I and it t- it would, would take o- so. it would take away from the flow if there wasn't that moment of me saying we should cut this. So the arcade, the takeout food spots that we just talked about, these are all very seasonal. Right, you yeah. mentioned Clam Shack. Like we got to get in yeah, there. The, the Clam Shack's going to close. We'll get a closing date on that and an opening day. Um, the summer concert series is only for like July and August. Um, and yeah, the beaches are open, but like it gets cold. You, you don't. Although I've been down there in the winter, like when the storms are going, and it's it's pretty cold. It's always so empty too. It's yeah. not. It's not like the park closes. It just becomes a little bit of a ghost town. Would you yeah. say it's just a when, when a, you when you close the bathrooms and you can't get no ice cream, no bathrooms, no popcorn, no arcade. Are the bathrooms do? closed yeah. year round or in the off season? I'm fairly certain. Yeah. Dang. Oh yeah. Because oh, mm, I wonder if they were just closed to to you for COVID. Oh, maybe. I don't know. We'll get back to you on that. Yeah. But these are all seasonal stuff. Let's talk about some other seasonal activities that go on in the Salem Willows at the Salem Willows. So probably one of, um, probably the most perplexing one to me was the Horribles Parade. I had never heard of this. Really? No. Really? Yeah. So the only context that I had heard about it in, and I think there might be two or like the the name itself was transmitted on to a haunted happenings activity. Oh, okay. But okay. I think we, we, we may have even talked about this before, how back before they had the haunted happenings parade, I've seen like posters and flyers for the Salem Halloween Horribles Parade. And I had heard something about Lori Cabot judging the costumes. And it's these children in these ridiculous, handmade, creepy-looking costumes. That's what I thought this was. So I was a little confused. But the, the real history about it, the real history behind it is quite fascinating. So you ready? No. Okay. So a Wait. date? <laughs> what? I'm just fucking oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. I'm good. So it dates to 1850. Okay. And it started with this group of people called the Ancient and Honorable Artillery Company of Massachusetts, which is generally considered to be the oldest chartered military organization in the U.S., established all the way back in 1638 and uh, 
it seems like it's basically just a volunteer organization, militia, that had a little bit more formality to it with the official quote-unquote mm-hmm. charter signed by Governor Winthrop and everything. But in 1850, there was a group of working-class individuals up in Lowell who basically spoofed it and kind of poke fun at what they saw as a bunch of old dudes wearing a lot of military garb that really hadn't seen war. Like, that's kind of the general concept um, around it. So they showed up all kind of disheveled um, in raggedy clothes, rode really small horses, and even had some of the men dress up as women. They described it, the, quote, Antique and Horribles Parade. It's a spin off of Ancient and Honorable. They switched it to Antique and Horribles. It's a, a, a parody of, exactly. of this. It's a, a mockery. A mockery, very much. And so over time, it has transformed into something a little different, <laughs> described as a mix between patriotism and parody. A celebration of satire. I had seen that, yeah. Uh, I saw a call for floats from, didn't look like it was from too long ago. Make something big and stupid. So I still couldn't visualize. I was like, what is What is and, big and, and oh, stupid? And I should mention, <laughs> it also happens on the 4th of July. So this actually happens on the 4th of July. I'm literally like, what do you, how do, how we, is this We should like go that? next year. Yeah, like, let's It's talk. like, it seems like it's more of a neighborhood thing so it's put on by the juniper point neighborhood which is like right next to salem willows some gorgeous houses back there beautiful houses if you have extra time in the willows just kind of meander through that that adjoining neighborhood but these folks put together a parade for july 4th and it is this mixture of red white and blue and political commentary i still could not visualize so i went and i stumbled on some 2016 facebook photos from creative north shores facebook okay and it was just random absurdity mixed with july 4th i kind of it was quite entertaining. It seems like the whole the whole community is involved. It's, it's fun. a it's a long tradition, long standing tradition. I saw, for example, um, and there is, like I said, a lot of political commentary. There was someone dressed up as like a really cheap uh, Donald Trump. He was in shorts and like a blazer and a white tank top and a really disheveled uh, blonde wig, and he had just a cardboard piece of a piece of cardboard that said i'm gonna build a wall on fort avenue (laughs) (laughs) uh then to be fair so that's that's funny for a lot of reasons it's actually fairly clever uh especially given probably the fact that the fort was there and it's a thing and then we've recently had the bike path put in with the rumble strips that were put in it's probably about the same time frame Uh and you know that was a bit of a political hot subject in salem for a little while so that's that's kind of funny so they poke fun at not just like you know big politics but also local small town stuff there was one the back of the float it said bernie's burritos sponsored by taco bell feel the burn so remember this is 2016 feel the burn yeah and then i just saw a random family of m&ms like they they just had m&m t-shirts so like it just all over the board the salem antique and horribles parade 
So the Willows tradition started back in the 1940s, and Salem is not the only community to do it. Uh, Places all over New England do still to this day, including Danvers, Beverly Farms, Peabody, Gloucester, and Needham. And I did, and I will say things do get a little dicey. I saw one article um, from 2017. So if you can think about the difference between politics 2016 to 2017 summer, one of the city councilors in Beverly Farms had to issue a statement that they did not agree with some of the the content of the floats, some of the 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 topics that they had chosen to tackle. So it's quite a fiery um, tradition. Sounds sounds fun. We should we should go next. I year. think we should definitely go next year. Live stream quote. We can talk to people on the street or something. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. That sounds fun. And for those who are interested, the Ancient and Honorable Artillery Company is still in existence today. They actually occupy the fourth floor of Faneuil Hall in Boston. They have a museum up there, um, an archive, and they do still continue on with actual duties, such as serving as the honorary guard to the governor. Who knew? Well, Yeah, very traditional. They, they probably knew and. Governor Baker probably and, knew. And, and now we know. And now you know. There's one other uh, historical important idea, concept, and location uh, for the Salem Willows other than being everything else we've talked about. And that is also uh, sort of the site of uh, what we call Negro Election Day. Uh, which is something I've, I've sort of been familiar with living here in Salem. But I didn't know sort of the full extent of what that meant and what that was uh, here. I was like, okay, what does that mean? We have a flag and and all these other things. Um, So I guess originally, and it it was a a picnic celebration. Um, And then it was called the Colored People's Picnic and then the Black Picnic Day. And now it's Negro Election Day, uh, which is the official name of this uh, celebration. And it is uh, to celebrate the historical significance of the first black voting system. So that's cool. But this is like way, way predating when you would think this was. So I actually have a slightly different interpretation than. Okay. What do you, what do you have? How far back are you going? 1741. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I was like, oh, this has got to be like a, a recent thing, right? Like, obviously. And it's not at all. It's older than the United States, uh, which is pretty, pretty freaking cool. Uh, so, and I, I didn't know any of that. So, uh, you know, do better, educate ourselves. Um, I think Salem in general could do better at showcasing its indigenous and black history which we can always work towards that as tour guides as well they have uh, a ceremony uh every every year for that uh it's downtown uh you know in our little flag circle right like in front of the post office yeah yeah yeah. they raise the negro election day flag uh flags and and then uh it's usually one outside city hall uh where that usually is um there's a little speech that goes and, and all these things. And I've, I've been very aware of its existence. I have not been aware uh, of, of its history. 
Uh, so that was that was kind of cool to to learn about that uh, that that occurred there, uh, the historical importance of that, and that it still occurs and is still celebrated there. I also had known very little about this going into this episode. So Negro Election Day wasn't just celebrated here in Salem. The first instance of it being at the Willows was in 1885, Mm -hmm. but it was actually, it was a practice that was happening all over New England, and it featured traditional dance, celebration, African food, and it was during this that they would elect a black representative in that community, oftentimes referring to them as king or governor, which like, All of this sounds super rosy and awesome, and I love that this history goes back so far, but we, I think we have to recognize too that it's like steeped in racial hierarchy. Like one of the reasons why they had this celebratory day was because African Americans could not vote until 1870. And so this was kind of, I don't want to say a bit of a substitute, but in the context of enslaved peoples this was even in new england remember they weren't just in the south this was an opportunity for them to have a day off so like their quote-unquote owners would give them a day to partake in the festivities and that elected official for the black community would oftentimes act as a liaison between the black and white community and so which originally was the slaves and the slave owners but not just. No, no, no. But yeah. That was sort of the, the role. Although what I found also kind of neat is that the first guy elected was uh, King, I'm not sure if it's Pompey or Pompey, mm-hmm. probably not figure that one out, um, who was actually of royal blood uh, in in Africa where he had been taken from, and he was brought over here as a slave, and they recognized that in him within that very small community at that point in time and and had elected him a, a their representative and official because of that. So even um, that identity, he was they were able to recognize and he was able to keep uh, here uh, in this land that they had been uh, forced to live on. They had stripped him of that title when they brought him here, mm-hmm. but then he was able to regain some of it back. And, and it has acted as a, a way for folks to gather and celebrate black culture and black history for going on 300 years. Which is, is, a, is a long time. And even in today's celebrations, you can see anywhere from 2,500 to 5,000 people gather. Down at the Salem at, Willows. Yep. And in 2015, it was recognized by the state as an official historic event. Oh, and I don't think we mentioned it. It falls on the third Saturday in July. Yes. Every year. So if you're looking for something to do and want to celebrate uh, that culture, take a, take a walk down the willows. So you mentioned the summer concert series earlier in the episode. We do have that bandstand. Yep. And I can't remember if it's every Tuesday or Wednesday night in like July and August. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah. And it's just like old, you know, they, they, they usually do like a, uh, an Americana night and then um, a uh, John Williams. So that's all Star Wars, Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, Indiana Jones, you know, all that sort of cool, fun stuff. And there's, you get the popcorn, you get some 
oh, I guess now you get tacos or pizza. I used to get some <laughs> Chinese food uh, and, and sit out there. But there, there's other music uh, celebrations as well. Yeah, we've got the Salem Jazz and Soul Festival. That was first held in 2007, trying to revive that early jazz scene of the 1920s. No, no big pavilion. No big pavilion, but we do have the bandstand. Uh, recently, though, we've seen it taking place in other parts of the city. This yeah, year I, it was on the Common. I swear I'd seen it in Derby Square a, I think a few years ago. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, so who knows if it's going to keep calling Willows its home. Um, but there is another music festival that's heading that way. Um, the first, I believe, of its kind. There's going to be a reggae festival down there on September 18th. So check that out. You might see me there. <laughs> There's going to be a beer garden. So uh, yeah, just add a food truck and you're all set. Yeah, and the tacos. Oh, yeah. And a lobster roll. And roller skates. All of them. You're good. You're done. Happy, Sarah. Yay. <laughs> but that's that's the Salem Willows. Uh, it's a really cool and, and, and fun place to go. Uh, it's on the water. You can grab a little sea kayak, take a swim. Um, oh, oh, if, oh there, another thing. Oh, what's down at the Salem Willows in January? Oh, how did we forget I this? Don't know. Oh. We forgot where it's at too. Um, Dead Horse Beach. Dead Horse Beach. That is where we have our annual celebratory bonfire. So all the Christmas trees in town, you can take your Christmas tree down to the beach and they will burn it. So we have a <laughs> massive, uh, massive fire uh, down on the beach, and it's it's pretty cool. And I like it so. My only complaint, if you're listening, City of Salem, is it happens real quick. It's like... Like the fire itself? No, 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 no. Oh. It's, it's like the first week in January. Oh, yeah. They don't want you to... Yeah. Yeah. You, you want to leave your tree up for longer. Like, but that means that I have to like get December 25th. So you're like, you're done within like five days. You got to get the tree down, the ornaments down, the ornaments put away, and the tree out and like whatever the, the trash pickup time is. Because they'll pick that. You can bring your tree down yourself, but they'll pick your tree up and bring it down there. Right. Um. And there's like, give me like a week or two into January, you know? I just want to enjoy the tree. Yeah. And like, I want to watch it die. No. Um, <laughs> but you know, you, you're like, oh, is it still good? Is it still good? Yeah. And yeah. But it's really fun. And, and I think it's also like one of these really cool um, uh, quasi uh, pagan things to do. Ah, right. Yeah. You're like, it's the middle of winter. The celebration season has come to a close and, and we go down and celebrate on uh, around a fire uh, with the community and with your friends and, and you serve the the idea of the burning, the the new year, the refreshing, and and then you got a couple months of darkness before, you know, we come to life again, but it's like a little bit of like a closure. Yeah, it's like our last hurrah. Yeah, so burning of your Christmas trees at Dead Horse Beach. Dead Horse Beach, named for actual dead horses. Yes, Just going to shoe that, yeah, shoehorn <laughs> that in there. That's not like one of those things that's like, oh, why is it named? You're like, it's Actually, I did discover, I did read that it was originally called Horse Beach, but then people did start burying their horses there because mm -hmm. it was just far enough away from the center of town. And then it just took on the name Dead Horse Beach. But who knows how accurate that is. And now you can uh, go out there. Actually, they have a wheelchair accessible uh, portion of that beach. They have oh, a, that's little, fabulous. a little ramp that, that will then go into the water as well um, when the tide comes in. Uh, so you can go down, hang out, sunbathe, relax, burn your Christmas trees on Dead Horse Beach with a lobster roll. And some tacos. Yes. 
So be sure to take a, a quick stop at the Salem Willows next time you come to Witch City. Or a long I, stop. Or a long stop. I think it is a, a hidden gem to be sure. Definitely one of one of our favorite places. Yeah, that, that's like I said in the beginning. Where do the locals go? What's off the beaten path? Salem Willows. All right. Before we cut out completely, I did want to round out this episode with a very beautiful message we received. I didn't want to stick it up with all the extra banter at the beginning, and I thought this would be a nice way to end. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying that we get messages all the time, and we may not be able to get to everyone, but we do read them, and they mean so much, and please don't stop sending them. And if you are ever feeling like you want to drop us a note, leave a review. We love seeing them. And of course, it helps, you know, get us in front of more people. Mm -hmm. But this was a personal message that came in. You may or may not have seen it. Greetings. I am heading home after spending a few glorious days in Salem. Have you read this? I don't think so, no. Oh, yes. My husband and I were meant to honeymoon there for Halloween 2020. (laughs) We were married the week before and planned the wedding around this. (laughs) So for those who don't know, 2020 in Salem was... (laughs) Unbelievable. Horrible time. But but then, of course, it snowed. So Yeah, yeah, which I've heard is a good, technically good luck, but definitely not good luck that year. Unfortunately, Salem had to cancel Halloween And we finally got around to it this week. From Wednesday evening to Friday night, we spent about 18 hours in Salem, in addition to stopping by hot spots in Danvers. This was the most exhausting, rewarding vacation we have ever been on, and we have you to thank for it. I found you guys about two weeks ago when we decided to go, so I've been jumping around episodes listening to the most relevant ones for our trip. This podcast was, in caps, invaluable. We didn't get to visit everything, but we only got through, but we only got through as much as we did because of you guys. Unobscured, another podcast on the witch trials, was super helpful with detailing the importance of these places, but you guys gave us the most important info we needed for our visit, the where. I blew my husband's mind when I walked him to the road where the courthouse was. Quote, how in God's name do you know it was in the road? (laughs) I briefly met Jeffrey while I was waiting for my tour to start. In parentheses, my husband bought the tickets. Huge mistake, but we'll move on. And I can't wait to get back ASAP to tour with both of you. We are exhausted, sore, and sunburnt. We are overwhelmed. It was everything we could have imagined and so much more. I could go on and on about how amazing it was, but what's important is that you know the impact you had on it. Your podcast is what we needed to prepare for this trip, so thank you. Thank you for making our honeymoon perfect. And thanks for the stickers. You are very welcome. Isn't that amazing? That's pretty cool. And that was from Sarah. Well, thank you, Sarah. And thank you, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Sarah. Oh, I've been sitting on that one for a while. Like two months? Yeah. I think you were, I remember you telling me, <laughs> I remember you telling me about this interaction. Someone recognized you on the street yeah, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. gave them stickers and they were waiting in line for another tour. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that is what she That's, sent okay, us. Okay, I was going to say, that was a, I was like, is that the same person? No, I remember, I remember. 
I remember. But thank you so much for taking the time to to put those thought to, thoughts together and reach out to us because we did see it and um, it means a lot. So thank you. Thank you. On that note, thanks for listening. See you later. Thank you.